This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey, botched lovers. It is season four, episode eight, and we are talking sticky nipples and paparazzi. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Check a All right, everybody, we are talking sticky nipples and paparazzi, so make sure you grab the duct tape because we're not using it to close anything or close a box. We're using it to lift your breasts. I can't even believe today's episode, but before we get into that, I want to introduce my beautiful co-host, starting with Stacy to my left. Hi, everyone. I'm Stacey Olivas, and you can follow me at Twitter and Instagram at Stacey Olivas, and I'm so excited to be back in here today. Oh, my goodness. This episode was insane. I'm excited to talk about it, discuss it, recap it. Well, we're <laughs> glad to have you back. And then next, we have Juliet to her left. Hey, everybody. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. This episode so much to talk about. You can follow me on Instagram at Bonjour Juliette. And I'm Anissa Bar. You can find me at Anissa Bar with three R's. It's pretty exciting. We're finally at episode eight. I know, isn't that insane? How about episodes? Yeah. Crazy season. Crazy Mm -hmm. season. So much fun. So we've had tons of boob jobs, tons of nose jobs, and of course, I am your host, Lena Nori. You can find me on all social media, at Lena Nori. I know it used to be at Lena Nori underscore, but I finally got my Twitter account back. So like I said, you can find me at Lena Nori all over this social web. So first, we're going to talk about Phoebe. Phoebe is a D-list nose, or I think that's probably short for D-list celebrity, or I don't know on what world she is a celebrity, but Phoebe, oh Phoebe, I mean there's so many different levels on Phoebe, and before I go into my own personal rant of Phoebe, ladies, tell me what you thought. Who who is Phoebe Price? I don't, I don't know how she's famous. Like, what did she do? I'm still curious she's not about famous. that. But she's been around for a long time. I've seen her in a lot of like um, checking out the newsstands and the magazines and stuff. Like, she's been all over. I've seen her on a lot of Who Wore Best. Anissa, can you look really? up IMDb? I'm really curious. <laughs> I don't know right? who she is. I don't know, like, um, but what that she kind of reminds me of Phoebe from Friends, like long lost like cousin. <laughs> Very like. From Alabama, I loved her accent though. Yeah, she's from Alabama. I loved her accent, very country, and that's not what you get. That's not a lot of type of people you get here in LA. Very different. Definitely very different. It was funny. I've never heard of her. So when she was like, "I'm followed every day by paparazzi," I'm like, "I don't really feel like that's true. You must call them because if you're so accessible, you yeah. claim to be so accessible, but I don't really see you anywhere." I don't know. How you true know what's it is. weird though? She says like, "I have seventy five thousand dollars shirts," and I'm just like. 
look, when they show her wardrobe, I'm just like, which one's $75,000? Yeah. So let's actually go over her details. So she's born in Jasper, Alabama. She does 15 to 20 magazines a month. I don't know what magazines or publications those are. I'm very curious. <laughs> and she says she has at least three paparazzi that follow her around day to day. I don't know about you guys, but I don't. What, what, what is a paparazzi? Like, what is the definition of paparazzi? Do they work for TMZ? Is it Maybe actually a news outlet? Because you could just pay somebody with a camera right. to follow yeah, you around and take photos of you. Yeah. in love with wow. you. Yeah. Yeah. I, have, I have, like, a quick story about a paparazzi. So, a long, long time ago, when I, my freshman year in college, I came to L.A. thinking it would be fun. And I met this paparazzi who said he got ran over by Britney Spears. His leg got ran over by Britney Spears. And they ended up becoming very good friends. And he was telling me, he goes... I get phone calls from celebrities like like Spencer Pratt. Like he calls me saying, "Hey, I'm going to be over here. Do you mind taking photos?" Because oh, wow. obviously they're not that relevant anymore. So celebrities do probably call them and say, "Hey, I'm going to be over here. I'm going to be over here." And it's funny because they, the paparazzi, did a documentary on like um, ABC. It was like a 2020 special about paparazzi, and they they just talked about what they do and everything. And ninety percent of the time, they get they make sure they get. A-list celebrities. Yeah, I mean, I've seen um, paparazzi where they're literally falling around the Kardashians. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Fans or Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. We're talking about A-list versus, you know, Spencer Pratt mm-hmm. when he hasn't been on any reality TV shows in like maybe a decade. Right. But a lot of the publicists do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when I used to yeah. work in nightlife, you know, usually the nightclubs are the ones that release press information like, oh, this celebrity's coming out or they're going to be here. But, um, like, three weeks ago, we had Khloe Kardashian coming out with Tristan. Oh. It was for uh, Brandon Jennings' birthday. Mm-hmm. And they literally come in, like, a black SUV, and it's a sprinter car. Mm-hmm. Where the car, like, pulls up so fast, they get out so quickly, and it's like the security guards will secure the entrance into the club. But it's funny, though. Even though they'll secure the entrance in a sprinter car, they kind of, like, stroll out casually. But, I mean, at least the Kardashians, in their case, if it wasn't for the paparazzi and reality TV, they don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, secrets. Or, but I'm yeah. saying, like, their their talent is being reality TV yeah, stars. Right. It's not, yeah. like, being they're in films or they're featured in anything. So, mm-hmm. okay, so back to Phoebe. She spends $500,000 That's over her entire span of being in Los Angeles on acting lessons and coaches. But yet, she's not been featured in any films, so I have no idea where that half a million dollars went on. And as she had said, she has single dresses worth $50,000. <laughs> I don't believe that i didn't see one item in her closet and if it was worth fifty thousand dollars that's so obscene you know what you could do with fifty thousand dollars it was everything looked so cheap and it was fake glitter and glued onto stuff and it was just it was just like something you can get from melrose right 100 percent. well even when they said that price they showed an outfit exactly with like little studs the studs on the on the on the boobs like the black corsets that you see everywhere yeah no it's insane and with all that like please pay someone to go through your stuff organize your closet it was insane it looked like a like a <laughs> warehouse like why, how would you how are you excited in the morning to get up and like go to that room and pick out an outfit i don't get it it I looked really like a, a teenage girl 
Jack's uh, room with so many outfits, trying to figure out what should I wear for the day. Like, or it, it looked like a hoarder. She looked like a hoarder. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you spent fifty thousand dollars on a single dress that, first of all, like I said, looks like you bought it from downtown, it would cost ten thousand dollars to have that entire room turn into like a custom closet. Mm-hmm. You know, the girls have like those islands with like the yeah. marble countertop yeah. and like. Their jewelry's hanging from the ceiling, and there's, like, hangers everywhere. So how does your closet look like that? There's no way there's any truth to that. So you think it's not true? No, I, mean, I don't I, think there's any truth to what she said. I, I was looking on her IMBD, and it says she has IMDb. been. <laughs> IMDB. Sorry. Ah. Um, she said that, it says that she has been in some movies and stuff. What has she been in? I mean. I'm curious. Broken Blood? Never heard of it. Never heard um, of it. Is it victim. a porno? I know. Mercy for Angels. No, some non- yeah, never heard most of, of these never aren't. Never heard of her. Nope, nope, nope. Nope. <laughs> like and, and our, this is Ronnie here in the booth. Are you guys hey. familiar with how old she is, too? You know what? And, and I only say because I'm old as dirt as well. Um, oh, stop it. Not as old as she, but she's born in 1972. And I feel Shut like, up. Yeah, and I did. 44. And uh, as far as you guys, I actually have heard of her, like, years ago. Oh, okay. And she was of the old crop, right? She was the, the, the old crop, the pre-Kardashian, Paris Hilton. She was of that uh, style. And she wanted to be that social light, but you know when social media kind of took over, um, I feel like she got left in the dirt. So that's why we mm. haven't really heard about her because she she always was that social media star before social media. She was so like girl. MySpace days. Friendster baby, Friendster. Friendster. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, she looks honestly. She looks great for yeah, her age. I would have never 44. thought. Yeah. She looks great, and I'm all about if you want to look beautiful and take care of yourself and dress nicely. But don't say your closet that you have a single dress worth fifty thousand dollars when. I didn't see a single designer dress on that rack. And even so, who wants to spend $50,000 on a dress? That's true. Do you know what you can do with that money, what you can invest in? You can put it down on a house. A lot of A-list celebrities don't even wear that $50,000 dress. And if they do, their wardrobe stylist is like, not renting it, but they're wearing it for an event. And then it's a dress that's worn by multiple people. They're not spending their... So can I ask you guys a question? Just because I'm so intrigued by this whole thing. Do you guys feel very... Do you feel like sad for her because... If she is of that age and she's still trying to do, like I had stated, I'm the oldest one of, of all of you, so I have heard of her, it, it, that desperation. Do you guys kind of sympathize for that sad moment of like, wow, she's still out there trying to be a social media star or a it girl? Like, do you feel bad for her on any level? I don't know, because she seems so up in her own world that she seems so happy yeah. with her like crazy friend and she just yeah she's just living life and just giant tits everywhere and just feels fabulous so maybe she is deep down unhappy because yeah. i think that if you yes i definitely see that there but she's hiding it well and having a good time at least right yeah. and i also wonder what she does for a living now even though she's done probably these are probably independent movies that she's done that's why you don't really care of her name as much mm-hmm. but i just wonder what she does now as a living listen i I'm all about... Sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? No, I feel kind of bad for her because I feel like she's creating this image to try to stay relevant or somewhere get attention. But who isn't? I that's know. That's everybody. That's the thing. Yeah. That's now, that's... Everyone's doing that. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of feel bad for her, but at the same time, she's pretty happy. Like Juliet was saying, she seemed like she was having a grand old time with her friend <laughs> Frenchie, so she's yeah. in a little world. Listen, I'm all about, like I said, about... It doesn't matter your age. Mm-hmm. If you feel good about yourself yeah. and you're enjoying life, her and... Frenchy Barbie doll in the pink dress. <laughs> My thing is, is that I didn't believe what she said. I didn't believe that three paparazzis followed her on on a daily basis. And if they were, you wouldn't be talking about it. It would actually be 
your worst nightmare, like you would hate it. And then I just didn't believe that she her single item in her closet was $50,000. Unless it was not the item they zoomed in on. Because that item did not look like it was even worth more than like $100 or $50 from like a boutique. So that was my only thing with her. And and obviously we've noticed on the episodes that every single episode they're bringing in that one person that's not really getting a procedure. So she came in wanting to get a nose job. I thought her nose looked great. She said something about someone on social media had told her that one nostril looks bigger than the other and you can see her boogers. So the only thing I will sympathize with her is that She's obviously giving in to, like, the social media influence mm-hmm. and, like, people bullying yeah. you and making mean comments. And it, it really is sad because I can imagine, like, oh, as a woman, even, yeah. there's just so much pressure to look a certain way and dress a certain way. So when you go on social media, someone's like, oh, you have, like, a bump right here and one nostril's bigger. But I thought her nose looked great. Yeah, like, I didn't yeah. think her nose looked bad at all. Really no, didn't. not at all. But it she even said funny. it in the thing. She was saying, yeah, in my line of work, you just you always have to look the best. I shaved my face in order to look younger, <laughs> younger. which was insane. And yeah, because there's competition out there. There's younger women who and prettier women and social media to show that to the world. So she, yeah, she's anxious about everything. Her appearance being the most important one. Well, she said she shaved her face because men generally look younger than women, and she thinks it's because they shave. Nah, girl, it's genetics. I don't think there's there any. I've never heard that. that. I've never heard that before in my life. Well, I mean, she looks amazing. So I don't know what she's talking about age. Yeah. I thought she was like at least 35. Oh, no. I I thought she was like in her 60s, to be honest. (laughs) Because she looks. Women that age look so good. Julia's the bearer of bad news. (laughs) I did. I really. No, I I thought she was definitely at least middle age. So at least 10 years than she is. But yeah, her friend also is. Crazy looking. Yeah. Was she on Rock of Love? Frenchie? Yes. Okay, because I remember her from somewhere. I know she was on Botch before, but. She kept on trying to be like, hey, I'm back. But like, it always, always failed. Like, no one cared. The doctors didn't care. It was kind of like this sub storyline they wanted to put in, but I feel like it didn't really bring anything because. Uh, the other girl was obviously the main it, character, and she brought already, already so much to the plate that we don't really need her best friend. I thought she was a little useless. It brought <laughs> nothing, and I swear Dr. Nassif was genuinely annoyed by Yeah, Phoebe. he looked kind oh, of yeah. pissed. He was like, Ugh. When he was like, he stuck the little thing to like open up her nostril, and he just was touching her with a Q-tip, and she's like, uh, uh, uh. he's like, stop it. <laughs> like, yeah, don't yeah. be so dramatic. You're about to get surgery. Like, how are you during the consultation being weird about it? Yeah. I, think, deal with her. I also think he was intentionally saying, like, I'm going to have to cut out your rib. I'm going to have to cut out your ear. He was just saying it to her just so she, like, she left. goes away. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. That's so well, sad. Well, he her this time. Yeah. Because last time he did, he forgot to was, tell the patient. Yeah. Gosh. And in the background, the other girl's like, hey, do you want to see my boobs again? And it's like, no one cares uh, yeah, about that you. That just made so me sad. feel, like, so, like, immature. Like, very immature. Mm-hmm. And I think that the um, these women know, like, their age, their age where they should know what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Yeah, but that's like their business. Time. Like, yeah, inappropriate's like how they, you know, get their thrill. But. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't there's know about, a place and time for that. I don't know about you girls, but I'm just tired of like the empty space people that they have. There's yeah. people that genuinely come in that you know they're going to go get that procedure, as we've shown like in the first episode. The girl went and literally still right. had like yeah. her boobs done or made them even bigger. So there's people that come in, they have a disease and they're going to keep going. But then 
this one was clearly just empty filler. space. It was just but filler, I, and I was just, I'm over it. Like, yeah, I like it, though. I think it gives a good arc to the episode, because, you again, you have that character who's just entertaining, who's just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this, just to spice things up, and then you also have those heartfelt characters that I'm excited to talk about. <laughs> Alright, so speaking of heartfelt characters, we're going to talk about Kaylin next. She is all ducked up, and we literally mean oh all God. ducked up. She brings a whole new definition to what duct tape is used for. <laughs> So before we get into the actual procedure, uh, we have Kaylin. She has implants that are up at her collarbone. She got her first uh, breast augmentation at 19 years old from a 15-minute doctor. She was in and out, literally throwing up. She said outside of the door and in the car. Let's first talk about your initial thoughts on Kaylin. I just 15 minutes. He told you 15 minutes. She's like, okay. I just it's so sad that someone that young and naive could just like let herself make this decision it's crazy i felt so bad like for me it doesn't even like this little tattoo it doesn't even take 15 minutes to do (laughs) so for 15 minutes to get your boobs done that literally just sounds ridiculous yeah but she's like coming out of the room throwing up did she did they not think something think something was wrong yeah and she had no follow-up she said after that so i think that's really a huge concern especially if you're going to a doctor you need to have a follow-up right and you know what she was she was 19 at at the time and when you're 19 you're not you're not fully developing your head sometimes so she probably didn't (laughs) think about that i'm not gonna lie kaylin that only gave me a whole new meaning of duct tape she gave me a whole new meaning of true love let's talk about getting up in the morning and her husband doing the cross duct tape and it's like she said there's like a a rhyme or reason it's like cross this way cross this way cross up and then she has one that goes across yeah if that's not true love i don't know what is he just seemed like they just both seemed like such sweethearts like she was just i felt bad for her because i she was saying how there was a quote she said and she said like she felt like she's been in a prison not being able to leave the house or like feeling awkward to leave the house not being able to wear a bikini and she said um before i felt like I was trapped, I was trapped, I trapped myself in this prison. Now I feel like I've trapped them, referring to her children. So it's kind of sad because she couldn't really take her kids out or, you know, take them to the beach or do fun things right. with them. And she felt like she was trapped in a prison. Now she's trapping her children. So I felt like, That oh was God, insane, was though. So it looked sad. like a military Yeah, life. and she had, she had to go through all of that every single day. And she's got different colored duct tape, guys. <laughs> I know, she's an expert. She goes, I have this duct tape color for this way when I'm feeling this way. Then I have the clear one when I want to, like, get it on. I'm just like, oh, my God. That's crazy. She would tape, take, yeah. she would have, like, the, the strongest one. Like, you imagine she puts the duct tape on. Then she, like, feels like she's going to get it on with her husband. She changes duct tape to, for it to be, like, transparent. Wow. Like, that's such an insane routine. I've never heard anything like it. How can, I, yeah. How can you use duct tape every day? Wouldn't that like? Well, she, remember how she was skin? saying? Yeah, she was saying yeah. like sometimes I feel like my nipple's still stuck on it. Just, <gasps> Poor but girl. I think it's like free waxing. Like when you rip off the duct tape, <laughs> it takes off like any breast hair you have. <laughs> Smooth boobs. Oh man! But I, at the same time, I'm very happy for her. I'm glad that she was able to get this procedure, and it turned out she the way it turned out. I I would have never guessed that she had messed up boobs. So, actually going into the procedure, she basically had inadequately released muscle, so that's why it was pulling up um, her breasts. She went into the procedure, and it was interesting that um, Dr. Dubrow once again brings in the husband for his opinion, but this time the husband is not into the doctor's room. He's actually on FaceTime video, which was so weird. At least his fingers weren't on the phone. It was the um, assistant's fingers. 
we always talk about this every episode. What do you girls think about the fact that he always asks the husband? Like, wouldn't that be something that you would ask the patient before you go into the actual procedure? Yeah. It it just seems like it's just a reality TV twist. Yeah. I don't yeah. see that. Whenever that happens, it's so not genuine. It's just, it's strange to me. And I don't know about you guys, but I felt like the decision was kind of easy. I feel like it was, a, I don't know. Do you think, what, which way would you have gone with? I think um, he made the right decision. I think that was a great decision because all the scars that she was going to have after the surgery would have been probably bad. Mm-hmm, so right. him, I wouldn't want to make that decision for anybody. I think I'd probably not make a decision. I definitely <laughs> would just go with getting the correction just because she would have had to go into the procedure once again. There's always the risk, as he says, when you do a lift that the nipple will die, which is still like I can't wrap my head around that whole concept. Like the nipple dies. And he's like, it just kind of like turns black and I don't know what just happens to it. falls out. Does it, like, literally disintegrate? Like, I'm curious what that means. Don't I don't want to Google it. it so, yeah, there's scary. so many other complications. I would definitely go just the corrective route. I would have thought, though, that she would have wanted the lift. So I thought it was interesting that he said, well, the husband said, hey, let's just let her decide. decide. Like, I'm not trying to get in trouble. Like, <laughs> yeah. let her decide. Like, but I feel like man. Dr. Yeah, Dubrow knew smart. in the back of his head that if he just let her do, like, what she called the test drive, that she would actually just be so happy from where she came from that she would just... Yeah. Be content with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, look at them. They look amazing. She did such she a good... She looked great, yeah. 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 I just look at that in the box. They look pretty natural from here, too. Mm-hmm. Anissa, they what do. would you do? I would do what she did. What she did, I would just let it, let him go. Because what if you did the, do the first thing, and then you just have pain after? Mm-hmm. And you don't want to go back and be like, I'm having pain. You don't want to keep going and mm-hmm. getting scar tissue. Uh, you know, scar tissue after scar... You, you, that's, yeah, that scene just, where he just, like, takes, like, a stapler and he's like... Yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, tell was, me, what do you think? I thought that was great. And well, doesn't, picture those, and it's like, doesn't those two little... Like, staples leave, like, two little holes. So yeah. Have, I don't know. Have have it so would have been really, really minor. And I think no, they, were, yeah. they were testing out the scar. So I think if you... They didn't even cut her at that point, you know? So that, that's how she would get the scar. It was, like, a test. Yeah. So she probably has, like, little, like, dots, but those are going to go away super, super quickly. No, I've had that done before, and it was just, like, to hold it, uh, and, and then you put stitches in after. It's yeah. just to hold it for a little bit. Ah. But it definitely looked like Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> Did you guys notice that every, ep- I mean, not every episode, but it's, like, a kind of common theme was, like, the sweet couple where, like, the husband has to make decisions, and then there's, like, yeah, the people that are kind of outrageous um and then there's like someone that's like turning 30 or going into like oh, a it's new, like yeah, yeah like in their 30s i noticed that it's like a common theme oh, yeah for that's actually true there was the girl um i forget her name it was a couple episodes ago she mm-hmm. was turning 30 and she was one that was helping her mom while her mom was sick and she was like i'm finally gonna do something for myself yeah right i think it's beautiful i think it's it goes a long way to say how much insecurities affect us like what happens mm-hmm. to us as a kid and as we're speaking of what as ha- like what happens to us as we're a kid, that's going to take me into McKenna. McKenna mm-hmm. is the nose grader. And oh, I just, she had me literally at the story that when she was a kid, she would get bullied. Mm-hmm. And she said that she would go home and listen to the answering machine. Yeah. And it would be girls leaving a message telling her, so you're the ugly nose bitch. Or sorry, big nose bitch. Kids are terrible. They are. The amount of bullying that goes it's on, it's not just cyberbullying, but bullying as a kid, like, 
Why does a kid that young even have that much hate in them? Well, also think back of like answering machines. That means that like her whole family could hear it if they, you know, they, anyone can listen to the answering machine. That's so cruel. So, I mean, I know that with like bullying and social media nowadays, it's even a bigger, bigger, yeah, and bigger. It's crazy. But still, I just found that so intimate because I don't know. It's in any case, it's messed up. But somehow, I feel as a kid. If someone insults me, like, on my phone or on social media or on, like, they comment something mean, it's different because I'm like, my mom doesn't have to see it or my parents doesn't have to hear it. Yeah. I find that super cruel that you're like, wow, you you get to witness, like, someone talking like that about your daughter. Yeah. That's crazy. And the crazy thing is, like, those girls had the time to do that, to call her and leave her voicemail. Like, they literally, I felt like they wasted, like, like where two, are their three parents? minutes of their life. That's bowling. Where's That's, your like, parents? Extreme bowling. Honestly, exactly. I blame parents I'm not saying that you're responsible for what your kid does, mm-hmm. but I would be damned to have a child that I know does things like that. And I get it. Someone's going to say, you're not everywhere. Mm-hmm. There, When you're that young and you want to put someone else down, you're projecting. It stems from something at home. Mm-hmm. Either you see yeah. your parents are fighting mm-hmm. or your parents are negative with you or harsh with you. So to be that young and to actually pick up a phone and leave a nasty message like that and even be able to use the B word. Yeah. Like, my niece and nephew, my sister would literally, like, they would never see the light of day. They'd literally go to school, come home, and, like, they'd be on, like, the chalkboard writing, I will never say that again. Mm -hmm. I will never say that again. It's, like, insane because, you know, you have someone like Phoebe who's, like, oh, people on social media, they're saying that my nostrils are too big or that my nose is, you know, missing, like, a little chunk right here. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that Phoebe deserves it, but she does put herself out there. She is on social media. She is probably the way she is on TV saying, oh, I... I'm a celebrity and, you know, so you're going to have people that come out and have an issue with that and not that it's okay to be negative. You can have constructive criticism, but don't be negative. But someone like McKenna, like you're a little kid Mm -hmm. Uh and you go home and there's a voicemail. Like that's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, till this day, my mother won't let me use certain like curse words in the house or at all. She goes, why would you say that? It's not, it's disgusting when women talk like that. And I'm just like, Okay. <laughs> you know, oh. well, like okay, like I respect I have to what totally you say, you know? on my parents. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, I'll get like smacked right outside the head. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just the way kids. A lot of them are. I'm around kids. Hey, I, I have a <laughs> question. Pretty bad. Sure. Tell us. Tell I, us. I have a question, guys. Um, not that it makes it any better, but I am wondering. So, like, as I said, I'm old as dirt. So, like, when we went to high school, we didn't even have cell phones, right? Like, we barely had pagers. So, my thing is, I don't know if it makes it right, but I'm wondering if these younger kids are kind of growing up into the condition of understanding all this social media hate and even maybe being taught by their parents like how to deal with it because again when I was going to high school we barely had cell phones and we only had pagers so it wasn't as harsh I don't I just wonder if the kids nowadays have a little bit more equipment to kind of handle the stuff you guys are saying that happened on the show I don't know if they can handle it or that they're seeing it more often and they're thinking it's socially acceptable now no, I feel like where people are talking about it all the time, about online bullying and about, unfortunately, like, all these terrible things that happen and all this harassment. So I think it's definitely a discussion that wasn't really being had before. Before it wasn't, yeah. I think in schools now, too, a lot of bullying campaigns and stuff are going on, which is really good for kids. Yeah. I just, I'm, I, mean, I could be wrong. I feel like it's got wor- it's gotten worse over time. You see somebody like Rihanna, she's getting fat shamed left and right. What? Oh, yeah. Rihanna? 
Rihanna. Oh she gosh, is she recently. Looks and, great. And you, know what, you know what I think is empowering about that, like on her end, is she's kind of owning it and saying, I don't give a damn. Oh, she this responded. Is, yeah, in fact, she, she looks, responds to the haters. Yeah, she looks better, you know, and she's like, hey, I gained weight. Boom, I'm still Rihanna. First of all, <laughs> she's, she's Rihanna. She's an incredible performer. Yeah. She's stunning. She's yeah. gorgeous. She's a fashion icon. Oh my God, she packed on 10 pounds. She's getting older. Metabolism slows down as you get older. I feel like she's not maybe performing as much too. And when you're performing, you're always doing routines and you're burning so many calories Mm -hmm. dancing. She actually responded to the fat shamers. That's so mean. That's not her. People are terrible. No, that's... People will say things about (laughs) everyone. They'll say things about anything, I feel like. She went to Twitter and put up a meme of Gucci Man, okay? And it's a picture of Gucci Man, and he has all these chains on without a shirt on. He's, like, overweight. And she's like, "If if you don't love me at Gucci Man, and then she said, like, 2005... You don't deserve me at Gucci Man 2016, and Gucci Man has, like, a ripped six-pack. So she's kind of like, if you don't love me for me, like... Bye. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, she's getting fat shit. Like, that's terrible. She doesn't deserve that. Someone could say, like, yeah, you're in the limelight. What I meant about Phoebe, because I want to clarify, I did say that earlier, is not that she deserves it, but no. there is a difference. When you put yourself out there, people feel entitled to say whatever they want, which is still not okay. Yeah. Where McKenna's just a little girl that just comes home from school and someone's like, oh, your nose looks terrible. Like, that's that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I love, again, you know, it's all about society these days, too. Like, look how society was about in the early 2000s it was just very different how it is today i agree so so anyways i think i mean i started off the tangent but we went on a total <laughs> tangent off of mckenna who were, was what we were supposed to talk about so as we said the kids left a voice message on the phone for her she was always getting bullied she was avoiding going to dances and being in photos she got a nose job for 15 minutes she went back in because there was complications, and I believe what she said was that they kind of scraped down her the bone on her nose that had, like, popped out. Yeah. Um, and then they basically glued it back together. I don't know what she meant by glued, but basically they did, like, a shave and glue. And then from there, she has not gotten a nose job since, and the doctor obviously corrected it. And he did so by actually taking out a piece of her rib and putting on her nose. Mm-hmm. And something I wanted to ask you girls is... I felt like in the consultation after the fact, he was telling her that he took out the rib. Isn't that something you think he would have to ask before the surgery? Yeah, because he was like, uh, because I don't, I don't think he thought that he needed to do that when he went into surgery. But then there was kind of like a weird thing. That so he can just go in, like, is there, like, you sign paperwork saying, <laughs> I sign my life over, he can take something out of my toes? Like, I don't get it. Ugh, I don't know. I don't know. I've never been into a plastic surgeon before. So I wouldn't know what their rules and regulations are. But speaking to the point that you were talking about, how they fixed her nose, like it was just they grated it. It was like cheese. Oh my gosh! It was yeah, so like lame. she said, the doctor numbed her nose and then Ooh. used a obviously a doctor knife and probably and shaved it down. But yeah, he but cut it from the outside too, right? right. I thought yeah. it. Would, yeah. Whenever they're in a consultation and in their the actual first of all what she's saying is making me cringe but then the doctor's cringe <laughs> it makes you cringe even twice harder because like oh wow this grosses me out but they're freaking out like this is way way beyond wrong it was yeah one of those moments <laughs> Did you guys feel like that too dude yeah. when i get my nails done and it doesn't even hurt when he when they do the <laughs> filing i always go like i feel like it's nails on the board mm-hmm. imagine mm-hmm. someone's filing down your bone on your nose she was awake oh, yeah. 
she was awake when they did that. That's insane. That's what she was saying. She's like, I could hear it. I could hear oh it. Can you God. imagine? That's horrible. Sounds like it's traumatizing. And then oh, yeah. what do they glue? Like, what does that mean? Do they take, like, a glue back. gun and, like... Person can, yeah, they have, like, surgical uh, glue. glue. Yeah. This poor girl, McKenna, yeah. my heart goes out to you from yeah. dealing with bullying your whole life, and then you, at 19, think you're going to solve the problem, and it goes from that to, you know, kind of, like, the pointy nose. And it had, like, been filed down so much that Dr. Nassif said, he's like, if I didn't pull out your rib, your nose would have caved in. That's insane. How do these people have medical licenses? I, they shouldn't. Yeah. And I wonder if they get reported after the fact, like if McKenna or Kaylin actually went back and reported the doctors because they shouldn't have their license. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, that's what I would assume, that they would honestly go and get their like license revoked. Or if anything, if people are listening to the show, even you never know who can listen to the show, like lawyers and everything. And they're like, okay, who are these people? You know how some people are like that. They're like, well, they want to track down who the, who's the person who messed up their face or whatever. You know, that's a big lawsuit. Yeah, because it's not, it's not only it happened to you, it's going to happen to the next person. Exactly. Or the next person. And young teenagers are going to get taken advantage of that want plastic surgery. It's sad. Yeah, it's terrible. But I think her nose looked amazing at her reveal. It was her 30th birthday. She was surrounded by her girlfriends. (laughs) And cupcakes. And cupcakes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Those look so good. Which we were all saying that cupcakes is totally better than birthday cake. I do like confetti cake, though. So good. I'm a sucker for confetti cake. I like uh, sprinkles cupcakes. I love sprinkles. My my birthday is a Saturday, and I can't wait to get some. Happy I birthday. I don't like bougie <laughs> cupcakes. I like literally that when you go to Vaughn's, they have like that <laughs> little plastic thing of like the confetti ew, cupcake. Ew, ew, like, it's like one ninety nine, and it is the best cake oh, ever. So like those cookies, like those oh, soft ew. cookies that they have it like for each uh, occasion. It's not it's good. like yeah, yeah. You know I don't care about the soft cookies. I'll eat like bougie. Anyways, I like the box surgery. So enough of the bougie cupcakes. So yeah, she looked amazing. It was her thirtieth birthday. And, and as Stacey was saying, it's it's amazing that we always have these reveals where the girls are kind of getting to like a certain age where they're doing something to like make themselves feel better. And, mm-hmm. you know, insecurities just, they haunt you. They do. Yeah. They really do. What happens to you in your childhood. It stays with you. your insecurities haunt yeah. you. It yeah. stays with you. It the does. things people have said about you are going to think those voices are still there, you know? So, sad. If only people knew the power of their words. <sighs> okay, so I teach and I tell my students that all the time. I'm like, this kid is going to remember that when they are 30 years old. So stop, like, stop, like, saying that. And I tell them all the time. Because it does, it stays with you. And it's when so you sad. think about it, like, there's times that I think about what stuff that happened to me when I was a kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. It brings you to tears as if it happened, like, yesterday. Yeah. And I guess that's a part of, like, healing. But do you ever really heal? I don't know. Well, that's what I always wonder when we see these characters going through all this plastic surgery to fix any kind of insecurity they have is, like, do you really ever heal? Is that is that memory going to be gone? Even though now she has this beautiful nose and she does seem very confident, but is that always going to be in the back of her head that a lot of her life was just with this bad nose and there's so much suffering there? I don't really know. I don't really know. I don't have an answer for that. One. I liked her dress, though. It was pretty. Even, you know, yeah. as we talked about earlier with Kaylin, as she said, she's like, now I can be a better wife and a better mother. Like, that's so sad because it's the truth. You really can't give love or be good to others until you love yourself. Yeah. And when you have all these insecurities, it's so hard because, listen, everybody has insecurities. Anyone that says they're not insecure is lying. Yeah. But to all different degrees. But as we see on this show, there's people with such extreme issues. Like, I can't imagine 
what it would be like to either have something wrong with my nose. Like, that's this focal point of your face. Right. And it's not just having a bump on your nose. Like, these are botched procedures. And these mm-hmm. doctors are doing such an incredible job, like, helping these people. And it's funny because they always give you, like, a quote or, like, they give you a range. They're like, only expect, like, 70% results. But then we see the reveals. Yeah. They look incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just give like them a second weeks. chance. A second chance at life in a way. Because, you know, yeah, appearance aren't everything, but... They are a lot, honestly, when you deal with a day-to-day insecurity like that. They really just can't go to the beach. Like this one mother, like that's so sad. So it's really, really yeah. empowering to see these women, these women and these men just get back out there and they just feel oh, brand new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm excited for next week's episode because there was somebody with some kind of like hip action where something popped. Mm-hmm. So it's something oh. different than what we've been seeing. I've seen way too many noses and way too many boobs. Yes. I'm ready to see something different. So I'm definitely excited. Yes. For next week's episode, which is going to be season four, episode nine. And before we go ahead and tune out, I'm going to have my beautiful co-host, my beautiful co-host, <laughs> let you know where you can find them on social media. Hi, guys. You can find me at Stacey Olivas all over social media. Hi, guys. You can find me on Instagram at Bonjour Juliet. And you can find me at Anissa Bar. And I'm Lena Nori. You can find me all over social media now at, at Lena Nori. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember to go buy some duct tape because it's a free lift. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.